Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, a church that desires to live, speak, and serve as the very presence of Jesus in the Harrisburg region. Sermon B-Sides is designed to be a resource to help us deepen the conversation about this week's sermon and answer questions that may be helpful to accomplish our purpose. Hey, welcome to another B-Side podcast. My name is John Robinson. I serve as one of the pastors here at Liberty Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Yes, good morning to you. Uh, my name is Matt Lulloyan. I serve at Liberty Church as well, and uh, good to be back this week for uh, another episode of B-Sides with some questions sent in. Hey! Our, our please, is, our request yes. was uh, was heard and was answered. Uh, in, insert uh, applause track yeah. here. Yeah, we don't have... we. We should yeah. maybe get some. I bet you all those old '90s sitcoms could like. Yeah. We'll just give yeah. it to us for free at this point. It's been so many years since those. I, yeah. Like I, I request the Fresh Prince ones. Oh, nice. We use the yeah. Fresh Prince. The, the laugh track. The laugh tracks. A little I, applause track. I, I'll have to admit, there's sometimes on Sunday mornings when I think I've just like nailed a joke and it's just as flat out there. I need the laugh track yeah. ready Speaking to go. Speaking of nailing jokes, <laughs> Mike Schuff, our new elder, <laughs> yeah, dropped some uh, incredible like. Ministry dad jokes yesterday. He did. He his, did. His, I don't know, what was it? An acceptance that's, speech? What is that? Well, that's that's really what I meant when I said the experiential wisdom and the fruit of many <laughs> years of ministry. It's just he's got better jokes. He's got better jokes. <laughs> this is what you work for? That's what we this aspire is, to someday, John. Listen. 25, I, 30 more years, you know, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be able to gosh. tell jokes for the best of them. 30 more years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yes. 30 more years. I'll be able to get some jokes in. Uh, it's uh, yeah. It was a good day yesterday, though, Matt. It was. We had uh, had three guys join our our elder team, and um, just grateful for for them for the ways in which they've walked through this process. It's you know it's been really a year um, since we've started everything, maybe a little bit longer mm-hmm. for for them to uh, to consider consider even potentially coming on uh, our elder team and yeah, um, working through all of the things that we you know the gauntlet we throw them through and. Uh, yeah, the microscope I'm, we put them under, and yeah, you know, all those things, which I'm I'm grateful for. Um, the the way we say it on uh, at elder ordinations is, and and we just you know encourage people to think about it truly this way um, that that Jesus loves his people, loves his church enough mm-hmm. to raise up men who will commit to the things that that uh, Bob and Andrew and Mike committed to yesterday yep. to, to shepherd people's souls in the gospel, to give an account to God. Mm-hmm. Um, that is no, no small thing. And I mean, we are far from, from perfect in our expression of eldership. Um, but I know uh, across the board to a person, any elder that has ever served at this church has always taken, um, has taken that calling uh, of the role mm-hmm. incredibly seriously yeah. and feels the burden of what it is to yeah. um, to care for people's souls and to to be uh, responsible to proclaim the truth of the gospel to them. And so it's, mm-hmm. it is a gift. It's a gift to me and to you, John, as mm-hmm. pastors here to have other men around us that, yeah. uh, that serve in this, this role of shepherd and overseer. And it's a gift to our, to our church. So yeah, it was a, a day and a reason for great celebration and, yeah. and rejoicing yesterday. That no, was good. It was good. Matt, you also preached. In addition to all of that, we are in uh, Acts chapter eleven. Yeah, and um, kind of a continuation from Acts ten. Yeah, uh, Peter's report to um, the rest of the disciples back in Jerusalem about mm-hmm. what happened uh, down in Caesarea Maritima, 
And uh, yeah, so I mean, we could just jump into the questions since yeah. we have them. Let's do it. Let's do it. So again, continue to send your questions in. Yeah, you make our lives that much easier. Thank it's, you. It's great. Um, first question: uh, in The last two chapters have described the great engrafting, and it only got slightly cover, uh, slight coverage either week. Can you develop the historical significance? Uh, of the change in policy or rather the unveiling of what God's ultimate plan all along in more detail. Uh, have you ever read uh, the book and then seen the movie that they left out of your favorite scene? Would love to hear the story from the prophets to, uh, the prophets oh, to fulfillment again, if you're taking requests. Yeah, it's a great, that's a great question. And so, um, yeah, we've we've maybe hinted at that these last two weeks a little bit. Talked about um, how big a deal, you know, as as it was called here in the question, the great ingrafting, meaning mm-hmm. uh, that the people of God is no longer going to just be exclusively the the descendants of Abraham, mm-hmm. the chosen people, right. the covenant people. Now is going to expand to include mm-hmm. uh, people from all tongues, tribes, nations. Uh, through the finished work of Jesus, that's so. That's what um, that's what the great ingrafting would refer right. to. And um, you know, I, I even appreciate the way it's you know it's it's less of a change in policy so much as the unveiling of God's ultimate plan all along. Right. Right. So that's even something that we could have certainly taken more time on and developed um, how massive a paradigm shift this would have been. Mm-hmm. For Peter, for the apostles, right. for any Jewish man or woman in and around Jerusalem and Judea, especially, but really anywhere, mm-hmm. um, to then all of a sudden it's like, okay, Christ died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again, he's ascended mm-hmm. to heaven, the Spirit has come. Yeah. And now within a few years, the Spirit is also being given to yeah. Samaritans and then Gentiles grafting in. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one thing um, that comes to mind there is there there are these hints and evidences throughout the story, including the very moment that God does call Abraham mm-hmm. and begins that process of having a chosen people right. altogether. He talks about in, in Genesis chapter 12 um, that he will make Abraham a great nation, that he will bless those who bless him and those who curse God will curse. And then it says in Genesis 12, 3, through you, all nations of the earth mm-hmm. will be blessed. And so right from the start, uh, even even choosing a people and a person, Abraham and his family line, out of the, the myriad people, uh, after, you know, think of Genesis 11, the Tower of Babel, the scattering of nations, the mm-hmm. confusion of languages, God then set his hand and his mercy and grace upon one of those particular people groups uh, to be the people, the vehicle, the instrument mm-hmm. through which he would then bless all nations. Right. Now that you see like glimpses along along the way, um, you see individuals and small pockets of people being mm-hmm. included into that. You see lots of references, even in, for example, the Old Testament law. Mm-hmm. We've been reading a lot of that as we've made our way through the Bible in a year chronologically. Right. Plan we're kind of out of of the Pentateuch now. We're into First uh, Samuel now mm-hmm. and some of the Psalms. But um, in the law, there were so many mentions of sojourners among them Mm -hmm. and sojourners among them would certainly be including people from these other nations that were not descendants of Abraham, that were not Gentiles, Gentiles. We're not descendants of the 12 tribes. Mm 
mm-hmm. um, some of whom would have been converts to Judaism right. uh, and had gone through all of the the rituals that that would require a, a, a washing, a cleansing, um, and a uh, and circumcision for the males. Mm-hmm. There would have also been a number of God fears, as we've talked about in Acts, mm-hmm. those who worshipped the one true God, um, but um, did not formally convert by going through those rituals. You see, um, you know, then as it gets into the prophets in particular, you see um, Isaiah, you see Jeremiah foretelling a day when even um, enemy nations, historical enemy nations mm-hmm. of Israel are going to be counted and included among them. Assyria and Egypt are going to be included right. with the people of God. Um, you see all of these kind of these glimpses, foretastes, prophecies of all nations being blessed but it really is not until Christ comes um, and Christ in his in his um, ransom of people through his own blood opens that door wide and, and brings in mm-hmm. people from the nations where uh, they do not need to become Jewish. They do not need to convert to Judaism to to follow Christ. Right. Um, there's no category anymore of convert and God fearer. There's mm-hmm. no. There's no differentiation or distinction right. there from that. And then, of course, to talk about the ingrafting, you you would if you opened up Romans uh, 9, 10, 11, mm-hmm. you read a lot about um, how how there's still even a lot of hope and and um, Paul's even personal heart mm-hmm. for that family line of Abraham to come to faith in Christ. Right. They are the the original root. They are the original trunk of that tree into which Gentiles have been grafted. Mm-hmm. And talking about how God still has a special kind of care and compassion for his, his covenant people descended from Abraham, mm-hmm. but salvation is still going to come for them through, through Christ. Right. And, and always was ultimately through right. Christ. Yeah. And that's kind of the, the point of all of that is the, um, you know, this, this unveiling, the, really the unveiling is that, that Christ is, uh, the promised Messiah, that it wasn't, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't even through, um, Abraham's obedience to um, to do what he was supposed to do to follow the law it was it was faith and trust in in God sending a Messiah mm-hmm. I mean that's that's even going back to the you know Genesis you know 315 you know the protoevangelium mm-hmm. of like there's there's going to be a savior this is the way in which I'm going to bring salvation to my people is yeah. through 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 an offspring of the woman yeah. mm-hmm. There's um, another great picture of this where you start to see Jesus' fulfillment of it in his own life and ministry mm-hmm. is that instance when he comes into Jerusalem and then clears the temple. Mm-hmm. You know, famous example of Jesus um, and his righteous anger where he clears the temple courts of the money changers. Mm-hmm. And if you step back and kind of get a little bit of the, the, the contextual picture of what plays out in that scene, mm-hmm. um, the temple had, you know, it, of course, there's the temple. And then there's the place inside the temple, the Holy of Holies, where the priest would enter mm-hmm. in once a year. Um, that was the most sacred holy place. And then there are these kind of concentric places moving outward yeah. where people concentric were allowed squares. in. Yeah. So you had like where the priest could go in the mm-hmm. actual court of the of the temple. And then mm-hmm. you had a place where faithful Jewish men could, could gather, mm-hmm. uh, not in the temple, but around the temple. Mm-hmm. And then you had a court of the women, as it was yeah. called, where faithful Jewish women could gather. Mm-hmm. Um, and then outside of that was the court, the court of the Gentiles. Gentiles right? And so where Jesus is, where those money changers have set up shop, mm-hmm. is in the court of the yeah. Gentiles. Yeah. 
And in yeah, fact, right at the beautiful gate, I think is actually where he came. He comes he in. He comes in the beautiful gate. Yeah. It's out. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't forgot that detail, but that's, yeah. The, um, and, and even then you, you go back to, you know, David had a desire to build the temple. He had shed too much blood. God said it was a good desire, but it's not for you to do. Solomon mm-hmm. will do it. Solomon built it. When Solomon prays, uh, in his, in his prayer of dedication for the temple, he refers mm-hmm. to it as, a house of prayer, a house of worship for all nations. Right. And even the way that it's designed then with these courts, it had a place, even though there were these massive distinctions, literal walls yeah. that divided yeah. men from women, women and men that were Jewish then from Gentile men and women, literal walls. There was still a, a an orientation at the temple where mm-hmm. the presence of God dwelt with the people to yeah. be for all nations right. and all right. people. And so the, the real, the real, um, there's certainly an element of commercializing the faith. There's, you know, what sure. we saw even with Simon the Magician, like mm-hmm. simony, where you just like, you know, you just corrupt spiritual practices right. with financial stuff. But the, but even even more than that, the real issue when Jesus clears the temple is the money changers are setting up shop with stinky animals and all the mm-hmm. stuff that's involved with that mm-hmm. in the court of the Gentiles, and they are preventing it from truly being a house of worship yeah. and prayer right. for for all nations. And so right. Jesus is. You see some of this fulfillment of Jesus stepping into this role mm-hmm. of like, hey, that promise to Abraham, I'm 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 fulfilling that right now. Yeah. And as I fulfill it, this there is gonna be these walls will come down. There mm-hmm. there will be a place for all yeah. people to worship the one true God. And mm-hmm. um, even as the temple, as all of, the, of what the temple stood for was fulfilled mm-hmm. in Jesus, that and then sending the Holy Spirit, the presence of God will dwell with. All, all the people, people, right. people that have their faith in Christ, Samaritans, Gentiles, mm-hmm. as well as the Jews. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, good question. Thanks for for sending that in. the uh, The next question that that comes up, Matt, is um, uh, salvation is through repentance and faith in Christ. I've heard the phrase that we are saved by faith alone, uh, but not by faith that is alone. In other words, there should be fruit uh, of our salvation. How do we know if we are adding requirements to the gospel or judging fruit rightly? Man, that is a good question. And yeah. um, and I think that's one that would totally be worth wrestling through in, in your Bible study groups this week, mm-hmm. too, um, because that is that is really um, that's really difficult. Yeah. Um, so I would say yes uh, to all of what this person put here in this question, salvation is through repentance and faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. We are saved by faith alone, but not faith that is alone. In other words, there is, yeah. um, as Jesus tells the Pharisees, the Jewish leaders mm-hmm. bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Right. So like right. repentance actually does work its way out into yeah. uh, a posture and a lifestyle of, of responding mm-hmm. to what, to who Jesus is and what, what Christ has done. And so there's, um, there certainly is a, you know, we, we will know a tree by its fruit. We will, that's all we really have externally to kind of, to kind of go on. Um, so I think that, um, I think maybe the, the, the difference being, and primarily thinking about Acts 11 and the, the weight that we tend to give to cultural or preferential things. Mm-hmm. The criteria maybe to ask here is when you see someone doing something that rubs you the wrong way to really first wrestle deeply in your own heart. Um, is this a sinful thing or is this a cultural or pref- personal preferential thing? Right. Cause there certainly still is um, we're saved by faith alone, but there, man, there are all kinds of 
commands. I mean, you, you mean you read like the Sermon on the Mount, you read any of the epistles, mm-hmm. uh, even the text that we had yesterday that was um, orienting us toward confession um, and the eight thirty service and, and all the marks of genuine love from Romans twelve mm-hmm. nine through thirteen. Um, there's a lot of directives, yeah. um, imperatives, yeah. you know, in in Scripture that for us not to keep those things or pursue those things would be sinful. And to mm-hmm. not see those things in our lives would be to lack the mm-hmm. the fruit that is in keeping with repentance yeah. and to to not have that fruit. I think where where Acts eleven kind of kind of brings the insight into it is to say, um, is this choice that this person is making is it clearly a sinful thing? Mm-hmm. In which case, well then yeah, we we probably if they're a brother or sister in Christ, then we got to mm-hmm. find a gracious and loving mm-hmm. way to bring that up with them yeah. as something that's inconsistent. With their profession of faith yeah. in Christ, yeah. if it's just cultural or preferential, mm-hmm. um, totally different matter. Yeah. Still, maybe worth conversation. Right. Still, maybe like, but you, but there's a there's a different kind of approach to that conversation, um, where you're at least challenging your own perspective quickly mm-hmm. to say this might just be my own my own preference. This might just be right. my own uh, cultural lens that actually sure. isn't required for this person to yeah. follow. Yeah. Yeah, and I think one of the other things, Matt, that that I think we we wrestle with as Christians, and we need to have a better differentiation on is uh, what is salvific and what is sanctifying. Okay, right. Good words. Yeah, yeah. What you, so what yeah. what saves us? Yeah, you know, grace through faith. You know, um, you know, not apart from works, mm-hmm. but grace through faith. Um, in Christ's work, not my own. And then what sanctifies me, what makes me more like Christ, you know, that's when we get into like things that we should do, shouldn't do, sins of omission, sins of commission, Mm -hmm. uh, things that grow our faith, deepen our faith, Mm -hmm. um, serve the people around us. Mm -hmm. We can be saved and sin, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, But we're, you know, should we continue to sin so the grace may abound? Let it not be so. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I think too many times we we look at things and we don't we we tie them together too quickly, mm-hmm. and we go, hey, this is going to be someone. You know, because someone's doing this, they're probably not saved, or they're mm-hmm. you know, if they're not doing this, then I question their salvation. Or like, are you are you in sin over here? As opposed to. Um, what truly? Ha- what where are they putting their faith? Mm-hmm. Where is this person putting their faith? Or where are they putting their hope? Mm-hmm. Where are they putting their um, their trust? Mm-hmm. Is it in the person and work of Jesus Christ? They're going to wrestle with, as we all do, in different mm-hmm. varying degrees, um, sancti- God's sanctifying work in our own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, yeah, yeah, I think I think to to. Um, to tie those things together, well, this person's in sin, he may, may not be a Christian, Sure, is a little, you know, it may be a little bit more of a reach as far as, like, how do we help sanctify each other, mm-hmm. you know, through uh, the continued pursuit of community, um, through loving each other, through uh, speaking the truth in love, mm-hmm. right, uh, being able to, to do those things. And so, like, judging fruit uh, we will produce fruit. I think mm-hmm. that that is a that is a work of God in the person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the work of the Spirit. It's the evidence of the Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think that phrase, but faith, um, but not by a faith that is alone, is an R.C. Sproul mm-hmm. um, 
way of kind of saying like it's hmm. it is it is necessary and, and you will see the fruit from a saved individual mm-hmm. um but mm-hmm. like looking at it as far as adding requirements for the gospel yep right or judging the fruit rightly um could be like hey like you need to make sure you're doing these works mm-hmm. and then we'll say you're saved yeah um, just in the same way, like the, you know, the circumcision party was like, you're not a Christian until you're circumcised. Mm-hmm. And so yep. what they were saying was like, you're not even in the family of God until you've met these requirements. It's not faith alone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, ceremonial laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's circumcision. It's, it's washing, it's dietary restrictions. It's everything that the law required for purification, mm-hmm. uh, to be, uh, tied into the the family of God, mm-hmm. then we'll say you're in. Now now that's enough. Now now mm-hmm. that's enough. Mm-hmm. As opposed to um I think wrongly what we do is we put the 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 cart before the horse and go like and I've experienced this growing up in a in a very conservative evangelical mm-hmm. uh background is going like we need to see that you're saved for us to like justify baptizing you. Mm-hmm. Um you're thinking that you're a Christian, like, you know, don't, don't uh, smoke or chew or go with girls that do. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. then like, show us, show us your works and then we'll, we'll justify your faith. Yep. Um, which is counterintuitive to the gospel. Mm-hmm. Like faith, you know, faith works proceed from faith, mm-hmm. yep. um, from the presence of the spirit. And so we want to, we want to see people sanctified before we can see them saved, mm. which I think is just the, the wrong way of approaching things yeah no that's well that's um, well said that, so that's well said i think you can also as you flesh out if we see this fleshed out in the new testament um you know even looking maybe at, the, at what we see and perceive even as being um a contradiction at times in what does paul say in in galatians for example mm-hmm. versus what does james say in his in his epistle in his sure letter, yeah where paul is like you know um uh, faith, it's faith alone. Um, any other gospel is not a gospel at all. Jesus, right. Jesus plus nothing is, yeah. is everything. Yeah. And then you've got James saying faith without works is dead. Right. Um, right. you know, show, show me your faith without works. And I'm going to show, show you my, my faith, faith by, works. by how yeah. I work. Mm-hmm. And, and stepping back from that, you say, you know, this isn't a contradiction. These, these, these circumstances and the, these authors of scripture inspired by the Holy spirit are addressing very mm-hmm. different Absolutely. Where, um, you know, Paul is addressing a, uh, a situation where there are, you know, the Judaizers, as they're called, mm-hmm. um, maybe the circumcision party over overlap there, yeah. but um, saying we were excluding you from mm-hmm. Christ until in our perspective, until you do these other mm-hmm. things. Whereas in James, it's it's more addressing um this idea like, of being of idle, of yeah, idleness yeah. and, and Nom- saying like, nominal, nominal belief yeah. and. And, and he, you know, his whole line is like, well, even the demons check the doctrinal boxes and yeah. shudder. It doesn't lead to a response of actual worship and fruitfulness in your life. Right, right. And so to to assume that they're addressing the same error or the same circumstance. Mm-hmm. And so part of it is here. It's it's also taking taking a moment to pray for discernment from the spirit to say, who, who am I thinking about here? Is it someone mm-hmm. who is, and, and, even, and even maybe more difficult, praying for discernment about your own heart and posture. Mm-hmm. Are you mm-hmm. looking for a way to exclude this person or are you really desiring to include them? Yeah. Are you, are you like, is your heart orientation like what Paul's was for his fellow Jews? Like, mm-hmm. I wish that I could be cut off for the sake of this person being brought in. Yeah. And if our heart for people is that, that's that, 
that's that posture of include, of mm-hmm. include. Like we want as Christians, everybody to be included Absolutely. and counted uh, among the saints and, and brought into mm-hmm. um, and and have the work of Christ applied to count on their their behalf. We yeah. want to be brothers and sisters mm-hmm. with everybody. Yeah. And so, if in our own heart we find a posture of exclusion, like we're like, well, I'm trying to find a way where this guy doesn't doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Well, man, that like wake up to that real quick. Yeah. Start reading Galatians real quick and mm-hmm. receiving the rebukes that Paul gives the Judaizers to yourself. Right. And that's where I mean, you see this. We see this in 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 the church in certain pockets of the church where yeah. people are real quick to push the to push the the button of you know that's a slippery slope and you're you're about to leave. You're like you're trying to exclude yeah. people. Right. Where it just feels completely different, and it, it actually seems much more coming from a, a motive, a heart level motive of love when your heart is, man, I want, I want people included. Yeah. There are necessary obstacles, right? Repentance yeah. of sin is a necessary obstacle. Absolutely. And if there's something that's, that's overtly sinful and someone's unwilling to repent of that and, and yeah. bear fruit in keeping with repentance, yeah. then we can't include them. Right. But man, I want to, <laughs> I yeah. want to so yeah. much. And I want them to like, I think that's, um, that's our, our own our own heart posture in what mm-hmm. we're how we approach other people mm-hmm. um, says a lot about which you know whether we should be reading Galatians in this moment yeah. or whether we should be reading James in this yeah. moment um, and how we should be thinking about faith yeah. you know faith alone core truth of the gospel uh, yeah. as opposed to um, you know the, the response yeah yeah I think you covered that so well yesterday Matt the inclusivity and the exclusivity of of the gospel and what it what it requires of us and what it doesn't require of us mm-hmm. you know I, I I find myself to be challenged constantly through those things and um you know I I made a note yesterday like don't assume that people are on the narrow road when they're merely just close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, don't yep. assume that yep. people who are checking all the boxes, you know, we were talking about, yeah. um, James, would, you know, James was saying in, in, in his, uh, in his epistle, like, don't, don't assume that, um, just because your doctrine is right mm-hmm. or that person's doctrine is right. And they, they look like they're, they're moral, um, you know, they, they're morally checked, you know, every box and they look like you and they act like you mm-hmm. and they agree with you on everything. Don't assume that they have faith. Is their faith in their works? Is their mm-hmm. faith in their own righteousness? Like that, man, like that is that is the pharisaical model of like earning God's favor. Yeah. God is in my debt because I have done all of these things. And yeah. like God helped that person. God mm-hmm. helped the older brother, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the prodigal son yeah. um, narrative. Like that is like that is a that is a dark place to come from mm-hmm. because you are your own savior and God is in your debt. Yeah. You're not in his. And so like, yeah. like that's, that's one of those places I think it can be, we can go there really quick. So like, mm-hmm. don't assume just because someone has checked moral boxes, votes like you, looks like you, lives where you live, that they're okay. Yep. That's um, right. That's right. Everyone needs the gospel. Everyone mm-hmm. needs to come face to face with the truths of faith and repentance, you know? And uh, I thought that was I thought it was just really mm-hmm. good. That that really challenged me, and um, just in like conversations that I want to have with uh, with neighbors and people mm-hmm. that we're we're connecting with is, you know, like there's I don't want to assume that you're right, yeah. you know, yeah. and like bring me that assurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we can stack hands and you can agree and we can we can rejoice together that that's the that's the mm-hmm. you know 
your your faith is in Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, praise God. Yeah, you know that we're there. If yeah. not, then we need to do some work. Like, let's do some mm-hmm. work together. Let's let's pray. Let's let's study the scriptures together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So like, I, I was I was feeling that yesterday when you were talking mm-hmm. about exclusivity. Yeah. Um, and then you talked about inclusivity. You know, just like the heart for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, I thought that was so good. Um, and and just desiring. Yeah, you know, not putting more obstacles out there than what Christ has required. Yeah, you know. Yep. We've got to constantly look back to Jesus and Jesus's mm-hmm. ministry, um, because I think we do. I think I think um, Christianity in the West um, does that. I mm-hmm. think it 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 causes us to go. You've got to you've got to do X, Y, and Z, and you've got to look this way. Mm-hmm. You know, almost putting them into that self righteous position. Sure. You know. Before I'll accept the fact that you're, you know, you're a brother or sister in the faith. Yeah, that's right. Um, so. And it's, and it's, um, yeah, it's, there's a good desire to, and it is loving to, to pursue a, you know, a, a, a pure gospel that people actually believe that, right? Yeah. And in our day, you, you know, you've got, you've got all of this kind of playing out around us. You've mm-hmm. got a, a, you know, probably dying, but nominalism, you know, that that's out there in Christianity mm-hmm. where people just, you know, like we were saying, like. It's kind of a cultural thing. They grew up going to church mm-hmm. and that call to them that there is a narrow way and it only comes through Christ. It's not just kind of being a moral person and, right. you know, having a kind of God and God and country perspective or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever that kind of looks like in its own expression or country and God perspective. Probably that, yeah. probably that more often. Um, but, you know, then there's, yeah, then there's, um, there's folks that, you know, you would assume maybe never would have any interest in, in following Christ. Mm-hmm. They come from these different backgrounds that we even are, you know, depending on our own backgrounds are put off by We're like, mm-hmm. well, that's, I've got some bias toward what they're going to, where mm-hmm. they're coming from or what, what's even going to be possible. Um, and to really have that, that heart to say, I'm going to, I'm going to break down every unnecessary obstacle mm-hmm. that would otherwise exist in their way. Mm-hmm. But requiring of them sanctification before salvation, like mm-hmm. saying, Hey, let's get your morals all kind of aligned first before yeah. we go. Like, what do you do with Jesus? Right. The hardest thing we did, it just wasn't time to get into it yesterday or even today. Cause we're about out of time here, but um, repentance really is a necessary obstacle. Mm-hmm. And so like, I didn't even get into, for example, um, you know, how, how do we think about inclusivity when it comes to people um, who uh, are part of LGBTQ lifestyles. Mm-hmm. And um, man, I hope we are churches that welcome people in wherever they are in life. Come right. truly yeah. come as you are. Um, but because of the, of, of God's design for gender, sexuality, marriage, um, there is going to be calls to repentance. Now, you know, not, you know, this is the whole huge topic of like, does that mean that they're, they're just going to be able to like, have a change of orientation or not struggle deeply with the right. things that they yeah. see in their own, like not at all. But, um, but, but, you know, repentance is a necessary obstacle to where if someone just says, Hey, I'm going to follow Jesus and be you know actively engaged in, in this lifestyle. That's mm-hmm. where we would say, Oh, well, this is actually inconsistent with the design right. of God and, and inconsistent with what it would look like to respond to the mm-hmm. grace of God shown in Christ yeah. and living a repentant right. way. Right. And so that's, of course, that, you know, that will be a, you know, an, an unacceptable posture by and large in our culture. The heart and, 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 and way we approach that, though, is mm-hmm. still in like, please come, mm-hmm. please meet Jesus and mm-hmm. let's figure out what it looks like then for you to walk um, 
you know, what does faithfulness to Jesus then look like in yeah. light of that? Right. But but like right. come and see, come and and hear the gospel, believe, mm-hmm. and then let's and then let you know. And as yeah. we're doing that, let's do, we, yeah. we don't want to ever bait and switch people, but like, but yeah. that's 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 where the heart of inclusivity is still there. Yeah. But not at all pretending that yeah. repentance isn't a necessary. Yeah. Process. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and that that involves you know a faithful endurance of of people you know working through those things and you've got to give that time but speaking of time matt we're we're out of it we um, are out man of it. i've made some incredible transitions today and <laughs> i just want to pat myself on the back you uh, are you're on fire the last the last 24 hours man you got a couple uh, yesterday yeah. I, did, I did it's good yeah, yeah. It's good. so uh anyway hey guys it was good to be with you this uh this morning whenever actually whenever you're listening to this yeah i'm uh, grateful for you grateful for your questions continue to send those in um, yeah, pray for the, those new elders that uh, that were ordained yesterday. Uh, grateful for them. Reach out to them. Encourage them. And uh, yeah, hey, we'll check you guys out next time. See you later. Take care. <laughs>